With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get in, loser. We're playing eSports. Welcome to it. It's Get In Loser. We're playing eSports. The Layman's Esports Podcast and the only podcast that's talking about competitive Baba is You. Live from Toledo, Ohio. My name is Shaggy Matt Fullerbreath out in Austin, Texas. He is Will Harrison. William, how are you now? That'll never work because I went to public school. I barely know what a verb is. Like you can't expect me to do a puzzle game. I I don't want to break the illusion here, but just because I am a professional writer, people seem to assume I know things like words and synonyms and how to properly use a colon, but I don't. <laughs> when it comes to writing, I just sit down on the keys and like things start coming out. But I if you if you ask me to sit down in front of a bunch of fourth graders and like label the parts of a sentence right now, I am pretty sure I could not do it. All right. All of this said, speaking of, if you haven't read <laughs> Will's article that went up on the Blade um, in his column, uh, it's littleblade.com, uh, on uh, on baseball video games, it's actually a pretty spectacular read, If uh, not only for the story about he, how he drove in the game-winning run. I'm not going to spoil and how he, it actually happened. you got to go read it for yourself. It's uh, a head-smashing good time. Hints, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, just some headlines. Uh, we're uh, we're gonna start with a couple of seasons uh, getting away. Overwatch League season two, stage two, beginning this weekend after some time off from God. The stage one playoffs. And uh, boy, oh boy, the rosters are just gonna look radically different as we uh, as we get into it. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think anything happened at all. <laughs> okay, radically different is a bit of a misnomer, but nothing happened with my team. Yeah, sure. I mean, it started like just after the uh, the uh, the stage one playoffs when Defran retired from the Atlanta Reign, um, but is staying on with the team as a full time streamer. So I guess he just becomes a content creator. Um, Coco, an assistant coach for the Dallas Fuel, stepped down and went back to Sweden. Uh, Persia, a former talent esports player, signed on to the Boston Uprising. Uh, Boston also traded notes to the Dallas Fuel and got RCK in return. San Francisco traded Baby Bay to the Atlanta Reign, who I assume is just going to be the person filling in for DeFran. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know anything about the, this guy. I know he was a um, season one player for them, but he's kind of been on the bench for the shock. Uh, does he play uh, like a, a support role or does he do something else? Uh, he was DPS in season one, but okay. as we know, they actually deleted every DPS character from Overwatch. <laughs> so I guess he's just going to have to wander the earth or learn to maintain his Brigitte. Well, or the Washington Justice uh, released their coach, which was not unexpected. I disagree with that. You can't prove that they had a coach in the first place. Uh, Toronto released uh, one of their coaches as well. Ditto. Um, uh, 
one of uh, Par- uh, Paris's uh, player developmental coach has been uh, promoted to uh, head coach after uh, their head coach dro- uh, stepped down. Um, let's see. Da-da-da-da-da. One of Toronto's players, Stellar, announced his retirement for professional Overwatch. Again, the season starts Thursday. He announced he's retiring Wednesday. And then the Atlanta Reign uh, signed another player uh, who's an off-tank from uh, a contender's team. So, yeah, a lot of player movement just before uh, things get started in Stage 2. It kind of makes me wonder how long this news has actually been sitting on. Because I do not believe for a second that all of this just happened to go down the week before. And if it did, this league is insane and the (laughs) off-season would be enough to give people ESPN a heart attack if they covered it because man, there's just a lot to take in here and not all of it is interesting. There are not really any big moves besides Defran going, which is a legitimate shock considering yeah. his popularity. It's just, you know, it would be the equivalent of like, what if Russell Westbrook just decided to be like, yeah, I'm going to quit now later guys. I'm done. It's just like yeah, after, after like two seasons, after like two seasons, like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I, I, I'm just not feeling it anymore. I'm out. I blame you. You know, this is what you get for you know picking I, the Atlanta Rain. The second I picked them, they suddenly just started kind of like flailing around out there, and uh, and now and and now they've lost uh, their their top healer. So yeah, no, I take the I take full one hundred percent blame. <laughs> Explains a lot, really. Yeah, it does. But you know, the other the other um, moves here, like I said, they're not big moves, but it does tell you a lot. Um, I find it really interesting that three of the expansion teams have let go of coaches, Um, especially because they're clearly trying to find the right parts to fit into the right places. In the case of Washington Justice, I don't know. I mean, maybe getting rid of Obasil will do something. Maybe it it can re-energize. Maybe get somebody with some new ideas. But I still hold to my idea that that team is a trash fire, just kind of rolling (laughs) down a hill. You know, it's just a little airborne. It's not good. It's not good. No, it wasn't. It's uh, not good. Now, uh, the even though Owl season uh, stage two starts uh, this coming weekend, uh, Contenders has been on during this whole layover, and uh, you've watched a little bit more of it than I have. And Contenders playing on the current game patch, um, it certainly looks like, for all their efforts, Goats lives. Yeah, well, goats lives in new and interesting ways, and I saw some people joking that it's now zombie goats because it just you can't kill it. <laughs> and it's been funny because I, I have I don't watch a lot of contenders, but I've tried to watch some from the three divisions running right now. I've watched a little bit of Australian contenders. I am currently watching a North American contenders match between NRG and Team Envy. Um, and yeah, goats is still predominantly there, but you know, that's because I don't think we're going to see goats as we know it go away immediately. Uh, if we do see something, it's going to be as a team making a reaction to goats and that catching on as a trend. It's kind of what we saw with some of the um, like scout based um, solo tank wrecking ball teams that we saw mainly mm-hmm. uh guangzhou and i've seen that a little bit in contenders in fact just now i saw on uh oasis both teams running single tank wrecking ball teams against each other so that's been interesting and i've been seeing a lot of speculation that 
if there is a change in ghosts, it's going to be at Diva with Diva basically acting as the new flex for Subican Baptiste, which as I was joking before we came on the air, just getting one step closer to teams, just running six supports out there. <laughs> it's going to happen. Don't act like you don't want it. No, at this point, like I'm leaning into the meme swerve. Like I, I just, I want to accept the car crash and let's see it happen. I want to see a main tank Brigitte. I want to see lead DPS by Lucio. Just, <laughs> I, at this point, I want to see it burn. Burn it all. Burn yeah. it all. So, you know, I, it's going to be interesting seeing what happens here with week one. Um, we are recording this right now on a Wednesday night. Games start on Thursday. And I was looking a little bit over the schedule coming up because it's kind of a weird week. One, the games are starting late this week, later than they did before. Okay. Uh, the, the last game on Thursday and Friday start at 11.15 p.m. Central. Oh, Lord. So I hope you weren't planning on staying up too late, East Coasters, because you're going to be there a while. Yeah, but there's some interesting matches that stand out, mostly that we're going to see Philadelphia versus NYXL, which I think is going to be a real test for the Excelsior. And they need to be able to stand up and prove that they aren't kind of just hiding behind Jonak and that what happened in the playoffs was a fluke. That's also a big game because it's one of the only games on Disney XD and uh, ESPN this week. So that'll be big. Uh, Atlanta has a match against Boston, which, you know, yet. You go through all these trades. Um, now they're going to have to see what places, you know, what players are going to be able to step up and what's going to happen there. Shanghai has two games that I think are winnable, one against the Gladiators and one against the Excelsior. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. It's We're just jumping right back in as if nothing ever happened. Um, and I look forward to seeing if there's going to be any real change on the meta level. I'm going to say for the first couple of weeks here, no. But I think the the bigger question, the more interesting question that people are going to be looking at is what teams are going to start trying to work Baptiste into their lineups and in what ways? You know, I, I, I'm kind of when I when I roll it around, I'm thinking that most teams, since they're comfortable with it, are going to roll it out. It's going to be the team that figures out what composition beats it and is going to find the advantage. And then the meta will shift around that. But it's going to take. Right. And 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 I know we we've only had like a few weeks since the uh, since the patch went in, you know they might not had have had enough time to fit, sort that out. I mean, again, I'm not a strategist by any stretch of the imagination, so I don't know how long it takes for somebody to say, well, what if we did this and see how it does? You know, that could be exactly what it takes. Um, it'll be interesting to watch. Um, I'm again, I'm a little surprised we haven't seen it on the contenders level, except for, as you mentioned, either the uh, the the scout based single tank uh, comps or are just dropping the Baptiste in. I know we've seen a lot of the uh, the Sombra uh, last uh, the last stage, so maybe that continues to uh, uh, show up um, on the uh, on stage two. It's watch and see, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think so. Like, I, I definitely think we're going to be seeing way more Sombra. I think we're going to see some Reaper. Um, McCree, with the change to his alt, I think is going to be seeing a lot more, especially as a counterbalance. Um, but yeah, I mean, if anything, I'm glad that Overwatch is coming back because I've fallen into that hole that uh, Ash fell in last season where like, when it isn't around, I just kind of found myself thinking about Overwatch and which is strange because since the Baptiste patch, I've played less Overwatch. Um, but maybe that also corresponds with the fact that I've been playing, quote unquote, like 
single player real games lately it's there, there's been a lot of, of new releases and occasionally I have to remember that you know my writing for the blade i do need to play other things so i've kind of been screaming at my tv while playing sekiro for the last uh two weeks <laughs> just hating life in general well you know it's 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 a love hate relationship because i'm never truly mad enough at the game to like outright quit and be like screw this it's just always like a whole lot of low like low under my breath cursing as I'm dying over and over. And then I, I take a break and then I come back to it at like 11 o'clock at night after Rachel's gone to bed and I have cats like poking me wondering why I'm not in bed and then it clicks and I beat a boss and I'm like, okay. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, time, for a, time for a break and kind of just been repeating that process. So I'm sure I'll finish the game by July. Yeah, no, get there. Uh, I just. Weird enough, I I decided for out of nowhere to re-download Doom 2016. And I've been playing the really? hell out of that. And it's still just real fun. Although I for, I'm I'm playing through it now on like I forget what the, the the name of the difficulty mode is that is just below the one where there is the permadeath. But mm-hmm. my god, it, it actually I think I might be having the same frustrating experience as you are playing Sekiro because I I'm stuck on the second level, the second goddamn level. Hey, in fairness, that game has some difficulty spikes, even at normal difficulty. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. You know, it's it's really shame for how as much as I loved that game, the multiplayer mode in it was just abysmal. It was not great, but yeah. the soundtrack is amazing. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm hoping for Doom Eternal. They just skip a multiplayer mode. I don't think anybody wanted it the first time. And when it came to around for Game of the Year discussions, I think it's one of the things that hurt that game. Yeah. Um. Because it it did receive a lot of positive, a lot of accolade. acclaim, yeah, yeah. But the the thing everybody held against it was like, hey, there's this multiplayer mode here that they spent a lot of time talking about that just isn't good, and I don't want to play it. <laughs> Which is fair because who wants to play that style of shooter? I mean, even out this is even before battle royales came around, but even past that, I don't want to play that kind of like twitchy quake esque shooter anymore. It's it it had a time and place and that isn't in, in, you know, this current console yeah. cycle. I mean, even, even quake tried to make a, a comeback and Ugh. it's, it, it wouldn't, it didn't, it hasn't gone well. Quake champions is, um, it's strange. And they tried to make it, they tried to make quake competitive and tried to make it overwatch, but not really. Yeah. It's, but you know, they, they still keep supporting it. And I don't know who's playing that game, but occasionally like, during E3 and these big press conferences, Bethesda will come out and do like a solid seven minutes on it. And I feel like everyone politely claps as they kind of wait for it to be over. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you're still around. You're, you're doing so good. It's like whenever you have to go over, you know, and, and visit the extended family and you have to listen to your stupid high school cousin talk about like algebra club. He's like, oh, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's no, you, great. you did it. Good for Keep you. Keep at it. Yeah, we I really care. Yeah. 
Also launching this weekend, Season 7 of Rocket League Championship Series and Rocket League Rival Series, for that matter. Last week was the play-ins for the Rival Series. Teams uh, lined up on the North American side. Cloud9, Evil Geniuses, Ghost Gaming, G2, NRG, Rogue. And then coming up from the RLRS is Splice and Bread. Um, it's going to be real fun, um, in the, uh, on the NA side of things. Uh, not only do we have, uh, two new teams coming up from the RLRs. In fact, we have two new teams in both NA and EU, but of course there is the, uh, the little slice of drama with Kronovi, uh, moving teams off of G2 and onto Rogue, um, that's going to be uh, really cool to see how that all plays out. I mean, we saw a little bit of Cronovia on Rogue at DreamHack. No, not DreamHack, E-League. And Rogue didn't impress. So I'll be, I'll be interested to see if they can gel a little more. On the uh, European side, Dignitas, uh, Mouse Esports, PSG, Renal Vitality, uh, Team Solo Mid, uh, new to RLCS this year. Uh, it's the team that used to be Weedem Girls. Uh, Flipside Tactics actually dropped uh, dropped our uh, Rocket League as a, a game. So uh, the team that used to be Flipside, they're, they've called themselves the Bricks. And then two teams uh, coming up from the RLS, Triple Trouble and Savage. Can you do me a favor real quick? Um, Will. Go to the show sheet and highlight that block of text if you I, would and tell me what yes. it says. It says, what is a Rocket League? Oh, I see we're asking the big questions here. You could you could watch it this weekend. TV slash Rocket could, but I've got to practice my Power Ranger play, so I don't have time for that. Let's get to that, because you've been kind of talking about this for a couple of days. There's uh, a, a new fighter out, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. It's a $20 release, and as our resident fighting games expert here, you said, you know what? It doesn't suck. No, and that's kind of weird about it. Um, it's a three-on-three, M- very much in the MVC style, um, MVC2 to be specific. Um, it, it's made by a developer. I don't have the name in front of me, but they're the developer that made uh, the Power Rangers Legacy Wars mobile game, which was kind of this pseudo fighter in, in the style of like the MK and Injustice mobile games, where instead of actual control over the, the fighting, you're like doing swipes. Um, and it very clearly uses some assets from that game because despite having the fun i've had the game it is very clearly a budget title i mean i was telling you um before the show it doesn't have any voice samples at all uh the backgrounds are real fuzzy looking they like the, the the health bars don't show the name of the character that you're playing as there's just, there's some really amazingly cut corners is that a cat Oh, <laughs> what you don't like Power Rangers? They were, so, yeah. There's just some. There's just some. The cats are really unhappy. I I don't know what yeah, to tell you. There were more Beetleborgs types. Oh, big bad Beetleborgs. No, VR Troopers is where it's really VR at. Tro- oh my god! I'm waiting for a, a VR Troopers MOBA, and then I'll be set. <laughs> you know, I always said for the people who are like my age, born in '81, we kind of like hit that borderline between Gen X and millennial and where people, some people kind of like say they're more millennials, some people more Gen X. And I always said that the litmus test for that is whether or not you liked power Rangers or Voltron because they're both mm. practically the same show. So they, aren't that, that's the same thing. And so, and so if, uh, 
you know, if you liked one, if you liked Voltron, you were Gen X. If you liked Power Rangers, you were Millennials. So that's. I, well, I, I grew up with Power Rangers, which is why like I first had an interest in that. But there's actually been some decent Power Rangers fighting games in the past. There's a Super Nintendo uh, Power Rangers game specifically that was a fighting game that wasn't terrible. And I think that always kind of shocked a lot of people. And this game, they, they I mean, they very clearly knew their audience and knew what they were going after. They spoke and worked with some of the more well-known MVC players, uh, Shady K, Justin Wong. Uh, a couple other guys who they clearly brought in to be like, hey, we want to polish the game, the, the, the actual gameplay of this. Let us know where the direction are going. And it shows because the gameplay is actually very solid. Um, it doesn't have that problem that some like low budget fighting games have where it feels like it's at low speed or they feel like that it, there's a bunch of copy and paste characters who all feel the same. Um, I mean, right now there's only a roster of nine characters, which isn't a lot for a 3v3 game, in fairness, but mm-hmm. they all play uh, very differently. And I, I think that's really cool. Like the evil version of uh, former green and white ranger tommy now known as lord draken because this uses the very extensive uh new lore from the power rangers comic books which as a uh, friend of the show and uh peapod can attest is actually really good um like lord draken is based on teleports and energy spikes uh you have the former pink ranger now known as the ranger slayer who uses uh ranged attacks and air juggles and can drop bombs in the air and it's surprising because all of it flows really well. Um, it's snappy in a way that three on three fighters should be. Uh, it uses a, a thing that's referred to in fighting games as a magic series, which is, is what allows you to hit like medium light to medium to heavy. And a light attack will always connect with a medium attack, which will always connect with a heavy attack in kind of a way that lets you not mash out a combo, but it's l- it doesn't require the precision of something like street fighter where you're looking at frames and you have to put things in at a precise moment. So it's, it's much more friendly. Um, but I like it. It's got this really dumb thing where you pick each player picks a, a Zord type character, like a giant character before the match. And you can either pick Goldar in his giant Goldar form, or you can pick one of the two, uh, Megazords. And after you lose a character, you can activate this, and for a little while, every time you press an attack button, a literal like Zord attack will happen on the screen in the form of like just a giant ass foot coming down and, <laughs> and like dropping on your opponent or like Goldar's big ass sword will literally cover the entirety of the screen and stab the enemy. And you you can block these attacks, but it's just like, oh, my Zord just stomped on that guy. He should be a pile of ribs. Okay. It's the um, thing we've always said should have happened in those shows. Why don't you make the big giant robot at the start? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it's kind of brilliant. It's real dumb. And it's just fun. And it makes me glad that the FGC at first was making fun of it, but now is kind of looking at it like, oh, this might have some 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 legs. Like I'm currently watching Sonic Fox work on combos right now. And he's got about 800 people watching him and people are asking questions and they're into it. Um, despite it being a $20 game, the developer is supporting it. They just announced today that there's going to be a free character pack. And whoever expected to hear the words free and character for a fighting game, I never thought I would. But <laughs> coming soon is going to be a uh, a free pack that includes 
uh, OG Power Ranger, the Yellow Ranger, Trini, and then two characters from one of the more recent series who I'm not um, familiar with. But, you know, I don't need to be familiar with it because just the fact that there's going to be new characters is really cool. And there's going to be a $15 season pass coming in the summer, I believe. And that's going to have four characters, a Bunkins, online. I've heard that the netcode is actually pretty good. I've heard that the the Switch version isn't terrible. So it's it's going to be played at, at Evo at some point. Like it's not a main stage game, but there are going to be side tournaments for it. So I look forward to seeing people gravitate towards it because, as it stands, it's the the the, the best like Marvel versus Capcom game we've got. Because you know Marvel versus Capcom isn't even Marvel versus Capcom anymore. So right. I mean, I'll I'll take it. And you know what, Power Rangers is a brand that's ripe for for the picking, and it's it's got a good cross. It's much like Dragon Ball. Like it has a good crossover of nostalgia of being perfectly built for a fighting game. And it has new and old audiences who are willing to give a look at that. So yeah, I mean, for 20 bucks, you can do a lot worse. And as I stare at the non-existent copy of Marvel versus Capcom infinite, that's sitting in my PlayStation four, right? Because all my games are digital now. So I just have to pretend <laughs> it's there and I'm looking at it scornfully. Speaking of games that may or may not be showing up at Evo, um, it's not been a good year for Super Smash Brothers Melee. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.